So I get a lot of questions from listeners, viewers, from whatever it is. Maybe it's on YouTube or Amazon. Maybe they read the book. Whatever it is, I get a lot of questions. I try to get back to everyone. It's becoming more and more difficult, but it's a priority of mine because I have been the one asking questions and I've been flat out ignored a lot of times and I don't want to put you guys through that. Now, granted, if the channel still continues to grow, it's just going to become overwhelming, but this episode, it's a a faster episode, so we're not going to go beyond an hour and the whole genesis of the episode is two random people asked me a question. They got into the Tahoe 200. They're both in the lottery. And I wanted to share some of their background and some of the questions they had because it's very normal. I want to normalize this. I want to pull back the curtain on 200s and show you guys, you know, these are normal people and they're they're setting their mind to doing something that's borderline impossible when they're signing up. But, you know, we'll stay in touch with Sarah and Neil and we'll see how their Tahoe 200 goes. But hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast. My name is Neil McManoway. I'm reporting from Portland, Oregon in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I'm a ultra runner, reached out to Rob, had a couple of questions. We're going to be running the Tahoe 200 uh, in the summer. And uh, my co-host today is Sarah. Would you like uh, to introduce hello. yourself? Yeah, I'm Sarah Morris. I currently reside in Brandenburg, Kentucky. Uh, I'm a military spouse and an army reservist, and I'm running 200 miles for the first time as well. And so uh, we we reached out to Rob, and I guess we should get the, the party started. If we could just free ourselves of our perceived limitations and tap into our internal fire, possibilities are endless. I'll tell you about it when it happened in the race, but to be honest with you, it happened even before the race. It happened in the training. A great cause. Oh, thank you. I respect that, man. So you keep doing what you do, it, man. Keep inspiring. For all you kids out there, stay safe and stay strong. Hey, everyone. It's the Training for Ultra podcast. Scott Jurek here. I was physically totally wrecked. I, I had nothing left. I figured... I might as well move as quickly as possible towards the finish line if I was going to be moving towards it anyways. How do you even do that? Decided if I could, you know, finish a 50 miler, I could probably run across the country. 100 miles is not that far. Welcome to episode 196 of the Training for Ultra podcast. My name's Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra. We have a great episode. Again, The genesis of this episode is not getting responses on social media when you have, you know, big questions that affect your life. And so I just decided, let's make this an episode because if these two have questions on Tahoe 200, then there's probably a lot of other people that have similar questions for 100 milers and 200 milers. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. I'll admit I have a lot of people reach out asking me kind of one-off questions and I had two people, Neil and Sarah, reach out for totally independent questions, but the uh, the similarity was they both got in recently to the Tahoe 200 
near and dear to my heart, I kind of want to say, uh, having almost had a, a massive uh, situation there with all the the snow that rolled in out of nowhere. But I thought this was a fun opportunity. I'm trying to do some longer form, some shorter form. And it's like, Sarah Neal, let's, let's shoot it for 30 minutes about everything you got for the Tahoe 200. We don't need to hear deep life stories. We're not going to go like that deep, but I want it to be fun, entertaining, and hopefully we can educate some other people that have similar questions. So welcome and thank you. Well, I'm excited to be here. I hope Neil is. Oh, I'm totally excited to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks for reaching out. Um, Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed watching uh, your films on on Amazon, the ones done by, uh, I think, Ryan Clayton was his name. Yeah. And uh, super inspirational for me. I've probably watched him, I'm not lying, probably like five times, like each episode five times. And uh, yeah, just truly inspirational. And um, so I reached out to Rob about lighting, specifically the Kogala lighting system. And uh, I'm happy to say that it it just arrived. Um, I know that they were back ordered uh, last summer, supply chain stuff. And so I'm very grateful I got that. I'm ready to go. It's game changer, man. I need need to get that. You know, and and Sarah, you're, you're on, you're, you're on it. It sounds like. I'm, I'm on, on what? You're on the, the (laughs) Kogala. Well, so I'm, I would need to get a Kogala. I have a headlamp because, um, in order to run, I have to go at like five o'clock in the morning, like during the week. Um, cause my life's pretty hectic, but I reached out to Rob in a similar way, except for, I sort of went for the, Hey, if you were like an everyday runner, which I feel like a long time listener, first time caller, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to give somebody who's, who's not, you know, elite and not somebody who necessarily has all this extra time like what is the must do in your training for for tahoe that was really my my start off question because you know i like to load it up big when i ask a question she's like <laughs> I, okay i need i need 200 miler hacks like now I got, yeah like, give I me got all like, the hacks i got like 20 minutes then i gotta go um <laughs> so it's really cool to connect you guys because odds are you very well might meet on the trail at some point uh i think we've sarah and i have agreed that neil's hair is a game changer for him so we need to make sure sarah is on point (laughs) but okay so for for the quick tahoe 200 hacks it's like uh get yourself in shape to run a hundred miler so you you need to be able to be able to run sort of like not necessarily on a whim but i'd say 100k to 100 miler you should never be intimidated by that and so i mean a lot of it's sleep deprivation stuff that you just have to figure out you know you have to do a few of these races and figure that stuff out but in terms of physical ability i i would recommend trying to get at least 100k under your belt probably most ideally would be a hundred miler and just show up to the start line feeling a hundred percent. Like you can't have your legs feeling like crap before a hundred miler, let alone, you know, 
two times that. So hydration, nutrition, all the stuff you hear me say repeatedly is you need to know it so well you don't think about it because there's plenty other stuff to think about during your race. Yeah, I recently, so when we decided to do this, um, I listened, re-listened to your Tahoe 200 sort of recap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just made me so excited. <laughs> All of I'm the... so sorry I, I talked you into that. What a, what a giant mistake thing. you've made. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All of the horrible things. I mean, obviously, it's like a, a learn from my mistakes situation. But I feel like the only thing I have going for me <laughs> is my ability to thrive in sleep deprivation. <laughs> That's a huge part of it. I mean, I things got weird during to, to, Tahoe 200. Like, I I was hallucinating early on. It was like maybe the first night, and I was I was having issues like pretty early. I didn't have crew or pacers and. Uh, the weather was not cooperating, so I mean, uh, it got really cold actually during Tahoe 200, even way before that that snow incident. But uh, I never, I never felt like that race was like comfortable. Um, and I, I mean, for starters, the race, the course itself, obviously the race got canceled this year. Um. I mean, there's some just gnarly, like, granite dust that will destroy feet. So, I recommend, like, trying to change your socks as often as possible because your feet will maybe be, like, 40% of the reason you drop during a 200-miler. Like, either you're just not hydrated correctly or eating, uh you just flat out didn't train correctly or you have something with your feet. That's like, you can't walk anymore, basically. So highly recommend every opportunity you get, pull off those old socks, baby wipe them, put squirrels, nut butter back on, throw socks on, preferably toe socks and just do it. It's worth it. It takes an extra three minutes and Trust me, it will be uh, a lifesaver. And that's one thing I, I noticed from your videos that you you took care of your feet really well. And in the 100 miler that I ran, I probably changed my socks probably too many times, arguably, maybe like four or five times, but I would lubricate them with Vaseline. And my feet were, were in excellent shape when I finished the 100 miler. So Vaseline, keeping them clean, new socks. It, you know, I've, even though when I got done with a hundred miler, I was like, I never wanted to do that again. Um, but a week later I was like, you know, already looking for the next one. Um, my feet were in great (laughs) shape and that, you know, I attribute that to you, Rob, because, you know, watching your, uh, your videos, you're very diligent. I appreciate um, it, man. It's a big part of it. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask, like, uh, sleep, like, what do you, what's the amount of sleep that you had for the Tahoe and maybe some of the, like the maximum amount of sleep you've seen others. My yeah, I, are you going to sell us on the seven minute sleep? <laughs> the trail nap. I Was I the one that was doing seven minutes? I can't remember. I mean, I know Courtney I did like 30 second. Courtney, one Courtney does yeah. like one minute naps or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would set my phone alarm because you guys were both like, it's required gear to have your phone on you. Uh-huh. 
And yeah. I would just be like, hey, Siri, or whatever. I, I think I just put in 15 minutes. Um, but I kept finding myself repeatedly waking up, like, looking at my clock. And it would be, like, right around seven or eight minutes left. So I was like, occasionally I'd get a, a full, like, reset nap with seven or eight minute naps. And then other times it wouldn't work, which is really frustrating because you could be exhausted and you keep trying. And that's when I was using my Kogala light. Like I was turning it on because I was in the most sketchy woods ever, <laughs> like all by myself, silent. Like there was no wildlife, which I'm more concerned when I don't hear squirrels because that means something's yeah. like eating all the squirrels. Um, I just, I had so many one-off issues. It was kind of comical. Glad you guys both probably enjoyed watching that, but, um, there's no like perfect science to sleeping during 200s other than when you start hallucinating, most likely you're sleep deprived and need to either take a trail nap or like plan on a serious nap, but um, I would say no more than like four hours total during a 200 is really necessary. Um, I think less than two hours is a little sketchy towards the, the end things you can start really hallucinating, but don't be scared to go out for like 30 hours straight. As long as you're feeling okay. I don't want any lawsuits here guys. And, um, <laughs> Taking a 20-minute trail nap, just, like, throw your pack down like it's your pillow. Uh, you know, check the area for scorpions or mountain lions or all that, all that good stuff. But really, you'll be so tired just laying down, sleeping for 20 minutes directly on the trail. If you have a pacer, even better, they can watch mm -hmm. for spiders for you or whatever. And there's so many people out there, you can always team up to get through sec sections but uh your eyes will tell you when you are like exhausted like when you can't focus your eyes start like this weird flutter which is yeah. off it's awful and then like you combine that with bonking which i think there's forty two thousand feet of gain so like the amount of calories you both need to be taking in is like off the charts and uh just don't be afraid to take a 20-minute trail nap. Did you regret not having pacers and crew? Um, I I had pacers and crew yeah, for crew Tahoe 200. Yeah. For Bigfoot, I did not. Okay, that was I was getting Bigfoot, mixed up. Bigfoot, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. That was part of my <laughs> logic. I wasn't trying to be like a hero there or anything. It was like the logistics of crewing might have been the hardest part of that no. race. Oh, I did the Bigfoot. Well, I was supposed to do the Bigfoot 40, but eight miles in, I popped my kneecap out. And so then I had to go, I think, like four miles to the Clearwater aid station. Yeah. And That's then I. Painful. It was, it, well, I, there was a trail angel who had a, a knee brace in his pack, like just in case. Well, that's and never so, going to happen again. Oh, my God. And so he gave it to me to make so I could make it to the aid. Because if I had to wait for somebody to come get me, I was just going to be like laying in the dirt all day on this side of Mount St. Helens. Uh, but um, 
I made it to the the aid and then I asked if I could drop down to the 20 miler and just because I had already gone 12 miles so I I was like can I just drop down and I I hiked the eight miles out to the finish line (laughs) it was it was probably the only way out really I mean I mean otherwise I would have had to wait at Clearwater until they were done and then get a ride back you guys will just start volunteering or something yeah that's crazy (laughs) I mean, how did you pop your knee out? Was it those boulders, the boulder field? No, so... Or was it after no, that on the way like, down? It's like, do you know how you're coming after the boulder field, you're like coming down the switchbacks and there's that really cushy, like along a stream It's trail. amazing. Yeah, you got to... Careful on yeah. that stream. That almost ended right my race. there. I know right exactly. I almost twisted nice. my ankle right there. It's yeah. flat. It's flat. It's nice compared to everything that you just did. And it's an old injury for me that it's been, you know, like 10 plus years and it just popped right out. I mean, luckily my best friend that I run with is an ER nurse. So she popped me right back in, but, <laughs> I mean, but it was pretty gross. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's good to pop back out or pop back in and like, Oh geez. I mean, well, they I actually was, said be- because I was, because I was walking with it back down and I mean, it wasn't like I was going out a clip or anything. It was, you know, 28 minute miles or whatever down the, the path. But, uh, when I got back the doctor, he said, you know, it was because I was moving it, it, it didn't swell very much. It was like, I was keeping the blood flowing and everything like that. So it, it ended up being okay, but that was definitely a strange experience. Well, I'd recommend I doing Tahoe 200 not doing that, okay? Like, yeah, let's, like my main let's not pop is knees not out, to okay? do that. And knee popping. Yeah. I actually, the knees after in that, the I just, I wear a brace out of caution after it since then. So like, it won't happen again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, brace for 200 and uh, six miles, I must Five. Say. Yeah, yeah. 5.5, 6 miles. Man, the chafing situation can it get is, bad. Like It's a chafe. So what I do is I keep a long compression sock on that leg so there's no calf chafing. Yeah. And then I only have to, to butter up around my thigh, which I have to do anyways. <laughs> You're going to have the weirdest tan lines of any runner ever. Oh, it's it. the best. It's I love the best. it. It's just like a single leg weird tan, like runner tan line. It's like I I might as well have like it looks like an amputee leg like tan line wise. I mean, it pretty much just cuts off mid thigh. It's just like the shorts. Out. Don't don't <laughs> let your knee pop out. And there are people that you know do have that situation where they you know they're running on one leg. I think someone signed up for top no Moab two forty. Um, yes, she didn't make leg. it, but yeah. she's amazing. NC runner. I think it's NC runner Jackie, something yeah, like that. I wanted to talk. To she's her. she's amazing. I just I don't have enough time. I got all these questions coming in from <laughs> people. <laughs> um, Neil, what questions do you have? You've watched every episode of the TV show five times. Uh, the restraining order. Uh, you'll get a letter in the mail. <laughs> it's in the mail. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, what what questions do you have? Seriously, it seems like you're longtime supporter. Like. You just signed up for your first 200. You've done how many hundreds? I've done one 100 last okay. summer. Um, 
and you know, I've been running for a couple of years, but, uh, no, I think the, 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 the one question that probably none of us can answer is they, they've moved the race up in the, in the calendar to mm. June rather than I think in September. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about like snowpack. Did you run mm. into any snow on the course? I know you ran into like literal, <laughs> like falling snow oh, unexpectedly, boy. but yeah, uh, no, no, there was uh, no snowpack, but I mean, from experience filming Matt Daniels at Western States 100, which is not far away at all. Um, and we're a week, week prior to that, I believe. Yeah, it's it's so sure. yeah, like, they usually have snow on the escarpment, right? Sometimes it's, it's yeah. a snow year sometimes. And there's a ski resort there that historically has had like the worst uh, as it's had some really sad, like avalanche situations over the years. I watched a really interesting documentary, but it's like in between Western States and where you guys are starting <laughs> and, and the course actually goes up like within probably a mile or two of this, like very famous kind of like horrific uh, ski avalanche situation. But all I'll say is like, just know that it's unpredictable no matter how much time you guys both spend on it. Uh, just, you got to start just focusing in on running the mile you're in and handling that situation and carrying what you need on you so that you don't make like my carry a puppy jacket, idiotic air. Yeah. <laughs> like get an Alteryx coat or something that's like actually waterproof. Um, and don't wash your North face waterproofing off in, uh, just, yeah, that area. So it, there could be mudslides. I mean, so they had really bad forest fires. And what I've seen in Colorado take place is like after forest fires and you get some rain or in this section, you're going to get snow. And then once that melts, the root system that holds a lot of that dirt Super in place is going to probably go. So like, just expect the unexpected. Sorry, guys. Like it's 200 miles <laughs> Those power line sections that you might have saw on the TV show. I mean, for all I know, like maybe the power lines fell down at this point. Like I, I just don't know. But um, Candace is going to route the course in your best interest because she doesn't want a lawsuit. She wants you to have a, an enjoyable time, and those aid stations are plush. It's just a matter of getting yourself to each of those aid stations. That's like your sole objective for three or four days is like how do i get myself to this aid station i need food i'm so hungry. i feel like that's how i run every race <laughs> how right, do i exactly. get to the next aid station <laughs> bite-sized pieces these are this is like run a marathon then you get an aid station so it's hard yes right? yeah there's like 20 miles in, in some of these sections between aid yeah. stations right yeah it, you can go a long time there was one or two sections that I felt like it would never come. And then my crew got me the 20, I think it was like 10 taco pack or yeah, uh, it was a party pack. Six hard shell, six soft shell. Yum. Hot sauce. That party pack just kept me going. <laughs> it was like a day later. I'm like, should I be eating these still? I'm like, oh yeah, we put them in the cooler. It's all good. <laughs> did your did your crew uh, did they have a, a, a good time crewing you? And then what was their experience like? You know, following you around, 
uh, from A station I, to A station? Was it were they able to find the locations easily? So or? Of of the three uh, two hundred milers, the destination trails puts on Tahoe two hundred is by far the easiest to crew. So like. Mm-hmm. There's well-established roads basically everywhere. You know, there's probably one or two roads I never heard about because your crew's job is to basically like smile and act like everything's good when Mm. they see you. Um, It it can sometimes be (laughs) chaos kind of behind the scenes, but um, of all the 200s, that's the easiest to crew. And they were were awesome. There was an incident where uh, a bear a bear like came up, took my, one of my like drop bags, uh, took a bite out of my squirrel's nut butter that I use specifically for regions that we don't speak of, which was super weird. And then it, it, <laughs> and it bit, uh, like chocolate perpetuum pack. And then like, just, I think by then my crew spotted it and like started shouting and it ran off. There's the, the, the guy, uh, Carrie Ward. Have you ever watched some of his videos out of like Vancouver, BC, but he did yeah. like the inaugural Tahoe. I really yeah. like watching his films cause they're super long, um, format super and long. kind of yeah. unedited yeah. raw. Yep. Um, but he was also mentioning the bears were kind of hanging around the aid stations. Yeah. Especially around a hundred miles was where we had our issue, but I mean, with the forest fires, it's who knows, man. You know, like right. we all saw those sad videos of like bear cubs like walking down the middle of a road and everything's on fire and yeah, you know, like it's it's going to be a different race. Hopefully, it, it still has some stunning views. I I truly I haven't been in the area and I don't know all that's taken place, but I mean. Worst case, it's just great to support that area through this because it's going to take a few years to get fully recovered. And totally. uh, watch out for traffic before the race start in the morning. Yeah, don't be 30-whatever minutes late. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah just it's like because an of hour experience, traffic stop. I got a place like right there at the start line. <laughs> oh, it was After like, watching you in that traffic jam. It was a dream staying in like Squaw Valley, like right where Western States starts and actually getting a room for like cheap. But yeah, we hit this traffic that took an hour. I think we're going to pay, pay the money to, to be close, (laughs) to be closer. I mean, just have you booked a place, Sarah? So we're, I'm, I'm trying to find a bigger, I've been on Airbnb and Verbo because my, Mom and my daughter are definitely going to be able to come. And then my friend, who's going to be probably my main pacer, she, her mom and her two kids might come too. So we're trying to figure out a place where like the moms can be with the kids. Yeah. And then we can like have everybody else who's going to be driving around have space too. (laughs) Don't, don't freak out with squads. It's not that bad. It's just, don't be an idiot like me and not check like Google Maps morning of the race. Like we're, I well, just and I'm like, grabbed coffee. Know, typical... I was taking it easy, like whatever. And then we sat no. in traffic for an hour. No, see, I'm typical army person. And I'm like, <laughs> if I'm not so early, <laughs> Oh boy. Then I have problems. Yeah. 
When Sarah brought up the the pacer idea, and so what is the proper uh, etiquette for a pacer in terms of like, do you pay for their flight to the to the race? Do you pay for their hotel? Like, do you take care of them? You know, in that in that fashion, or is it kind of on them, or is it kind of whatever you guys decide? Um, I don't think there's like protocol. I think it's like, not like a, do you yeah. do you own a giant house that just went up like three hundred thousand dollars this year? Yeah. Like, then you could probably help them out. You know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You it's obligated. I'm totally like, kidding. But <laughs> they're going to come out and run with you for fifty miles. You're like, well, I should at least like you know buy the dinner or yeah. You know, that's or should I, that's like, what I a, yeah. I, I typically try to like buy the meal or like <laughs> like I I try to be reasonable because it's like it's hard for me with two kids and and trying to pay for living in denver alone but um, i can only imagine (laughs) squeeze everyone in an airbnb like honestly like team up with other people that are doing tahoe 200 they're like hey like we're gonna get a, a giant airbnb and we can all split it like five ways or whatever it is like that's a good way to do it but yeah i i typically will buy a meal um, and try to like, you know, if, if they need anything, I, I tend to bring quite a few like extra race related items for people. And, um, I try to be as generous as I can afford, you know, Makes sense. my friend runs with me at like every race, but she, she just cannot do the training required for this. And so, um, I'm just going to pay for the place that everybody's gonna stay and then they're gonna pay for their own stuff otherwise i mean a lot of it is a a lot of it's like these these runners and sarah's might be the like sort of the exception but a lot of them will be doing a 200 also down the road or 100 and that's where they'll call you and so it's one of those like all right i'm not gonna like pay for your flight and all this stuff this time but when they call on you it's sort of like all right i'll try to help you out as best i can you know no my friend is like my hetero life partner so she just <laughs> she, she just She's there she just has to come <laughs> yeah rob what are you I'm, doing in june <laughs> <laughs> i'm there neil um sweet you paying for my flight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, bears be warned. I'm coming back. I'm yeah, bringing my perpetuum. Bringing um, your your nut butter. My nut to, butter to was, gnaw on was thrown away. Um, let's change the subject quick before I have to rate this explicit. Um, do you guys have any other questions though? This was this was great to just. I felt random, but I also felt like really thankful that you guys would trust me with your questions. Cause this is a very important race for you both. And, uh, you know, I, I truly want to inspire you. I want you to finish and I want to do everything I can to help. So, I mean, let's, let's hear one more question from both of you and seriously, whatever it is, um, besides squirrels, not butter, Let's hear it. Sarah, let's, Do you want to go let's first? hear oh, okay. I'll let's go hear first. you. Yeah. Okay. So I guess first off, I will preface with thanks so much for putting this together. Um, I really feel like the way that you inspire us is you really come across as like 
a very relatable sort of like every man kind of approach where it feels like if you can do it, then maybe I can do it too, which is sort of my like goal in life. My favorite quote is like, you can't compete with me because I want you to win too. Um, But my uh, question will be for the Rubicon trail where you're talking about that fine granite. Did you wear gaiters and then still have that issue? Um, I wore gaiters throughout the 200s and can't speak more highly of them. But it still doesn't matter. It still doesn't matter. It's still (laughs) fine enough. Like, (laughs) like truly it's get some exoskin toe socks. Uh, I'm going to wear my combat boots. (laughs) I, I mean, I can't even imagine the blisters that those would cause, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's minimize it's expect it no you're gonna have blisters from the rubicon right yeah uh, when you're on the rubicon don't step in a big giant like powdery area of the trail like be hyper aware for that 15 or 20 miles like you just have to put your game face on and watch every footstep very closely and yeah. then the second and you get off the rubicon yeah, wear your buff over your face so you don't get granite <laughs> dust in your lungs. Because there, I was at aid stations where guys were like wheezing and dropping because their lungs had that dust in them. So it's yeah. no joke. Um, but you can only do what you can only do. Don't don't let it right. like be debilitating. Don't let it like cause you anxiety. Just get some good you know, gaiters that will help you as much as you can get good toe socks, lube up very good. And then just know like, yeah, my feet will get a little wrecked here, but I'm going to get food at the next aid station. Most importantly, I'm getting these powdery socks off. I'm switching into new fresh socks, get the baby wipes, get all that dust off your feet, relube your feet, put on whatever kind of toe socks you prefer Preferably exoskin because they sponsor the show and they're actually the best <laughs> socks. But um, just know, like, it's going to happen. That's half the battle. Like, that if you is, know G.I. it's Joe taught us that. Exactly. I'm I'm GI Joe. If GI Joe was like really unfit, had two kids, and lived in Denver, GI <laughs> like, GI Rob. Or I don't know. I was trying. Neil, get me out of this one quick. I'll tr- I'll try. <laughs> no, I have to agree with Sarah too. Uh, you, you know, you watching your your videos and listening to some of your podcasts, um, it, it definitely gives me the confidence to like at least go out there and train and uh, to put my you know getting to the starting line and putting myself in um, you know uncomfortable situations and signing up for uncomfortable things has uh, made me grow uh, a lot in the last couple of years. So thanks for it's beautiful helping me on that Thank journey. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you've answered a lot of my questions, but I mean, like, how many pairs of shoes do you would you do you go through in a, oh, a two hundred miler? So yeah. a lot of people bring like fifteen. I try to bring twenty seven. <laughs> no, um, I <laughs> I actually have a shoe. I have a like a ultra shoe car that follows me around too. No, um, I I wear in two. my dreams. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They, I I can't I need even that discount code. Can't even um, get on any any Hoka or Ultra teams, let alone have cars follow me with shoes. Um, no, I um, 
I wear two pairs most of the times, sometimes three. But I find like once I'm in a groove and I have a great pair of shoes, unless something happens to them, I'm much more focused on like, yeah, I'll like knock them, like clank them so the dust comes out of the insole or whatever. But uh, I'm much more focused on like the sock and like if there's powdery like dirt like caked on the outside of the shoe, I'll I'll switch shoes. But not, I mean. Bigfoot 200 is kind of the perfect example where I had shoe drops like strategically placed. Those bags, it rained. They were soaking wet. So I was like, well, I'll just wear the same pair of shoes. And I swear I'm, things got sketchy. I can't really remember exactly, but I want to say I might've worn the same pair of shoes that whole race, maybe two pairs. And that was like ex- so what about dream oh, sorry, river crossings and all that kind of stuff. So be strategic with where you drop shoes because it's like if you're going to change shoes and then immediately go through a giant river or mud section, like it's stupid. So just save your time. Would you advise, because I see a lot of people, they, they'll bring a, a pair of shoes that are a size bigger for swollen feet have you ever had that experience mm, i Where mean i think it's i think it's smart to have that availability if something happens you just don't know um so i don't I, have toes off my feet basically or my shoes yeah i mean i've i no cut them off your feet neil <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've talked I'm to no guys that just ran barefoot to finish races before so um you know, if worse comes to worse, like, don't think we were born with shoes on, like, back in the day. So, like, if worse comes to worse, like, you can get it done a bunch of different ways. You can be creative with that stuff. And, yeah, you can cut out the toes. Uh, but most of the time, it's like you've you've really messed up if you're having to do that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I've never had to go up a size for that situation, but... Now that I say that, I know the next race that I do, I'll kick a rock you so totally hard will, that yeah. I'll need to size up. So, what um, about bringing like a pair of like, because uh, Ultra makes the water, well, the quote unquote waterproof, but like the more winter style shoe? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do okay. that. I mean, a lot of the Gore Tex type shoes will, they're great on keeping it out, but then they're great at keeping it in. And you right. Really I was just thinking about like breathability. The snow potential. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It, <laughs> it. If you're cold, just run faster. That's perfect. Right. <laughs> I mean, I said that as I was going into hypothermia up that mountain at Tahoe 200. Yes. So trust me, yes, I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I'll just gloves. Make sure that my pants and my jacket and my gloves actually work. So. And, and Riley, shout out to Riley if he's listening. He works. He's he's worked in the past, at least at uh, Destination Trail. Just in, like real simple latex, like doctor gloves. Having those in like a tiny little Ziploc bag, throw it in your pack. Oh, so if yeah. like okay. if shit hits the fan, you can put yeah. those on. You can either breathe into them. They're water resistant or waterproof most of the time. They act like really good liners. And, like, when things get bad and your fingers might fall off, 
it's worth that like extra ounce in your pack that has the plastic bag with an extra buff, an extra gel, an extra like fizz electrolyte, and then those gloves or something to that effect. Um, it's really well worth it. That's solid. Yeah. And two batteries. If you're going to use like a headlamp or an extra oh. like lipstick battery for your Coke Gala in case that battery dies. Lipstick batteries are nice little extra. You just don't want to. It's, it's all about efficiency. So like Sarah knows you're military. Like you can pack a giant like 25 pound pack and be ready for anything. Yep. But go bag. three miles in, you're going to pop your knee out because that thing weighs 25 pounds. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, Don't do that. That sounds crazy. Do that. Why, why would anybody do that? <laughs> it's all about balance and finding that right balance. It's it's forever a, a goal of mine personally. Like, how do I balance training, family life, work life, podcasting? Like, it's life's a balance but like ultra running like in the moment it's it's all about being kind of balanced and weighing your options and it's really fun it's a life-changing experience it's truly an adventure and it's a lifetime achievement so don't think because you're not doing the triple like this isn't that big of a feat it's huge like uh and some people do one 200 and that is like the crowning achievement and it rightfully should be. So um, hats off to both of you. You've done the hardest part. You signed up for it and remind yourself every morning when you're getting that cup of coffee or whatever it is, like every decision you make throughout the day is going to affect your race and make really smart decisions and get yourself ready because this will change your life. Like the rest of your life, you will not be the same person. And I really want to make it a good experience as, as much as it can be. So stay in touch. If you guys have follow-up questions, happy to help out on that front. And uh, just really appreciate your time, especially on this Friday night, you know? Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Rob. Appreciate it. Any last words, words of wisdom, words of regret? Words of uh, <laughs> any kind of words. Sarah, my, can you help me here? I'll leave it to Sarah. <laughs> my, my, my words of response every time someone says congrats or how exciting, I say, oh, yes, I am both excited and terrified. <laughs> and I will leave you with that. <laughs> it's poetic. And I think everybody Neil, that the I bar's tell high here. I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I might set it lower, but every time I tell somebody I'm running a 200, they kind of look at me like I'm crazy and including my parents. Like, I don't think I've met anybody and explained this to anybody. And then they thought that it made sense at all. So no, the best is at once. All time. Oh gosh. Yeah. All at one time. <laughs> don't get us down that path. Yeah, exactly. I don't even like driving that far. All right. Exactly. You guys, you guys have each means. other to message now, complain to each other about, <laughs> parents and grandparents and whoever like not understanding what you're doing reach out to me reach out to the community the community will hopefully reach out to you and support you guys so thank you and stay in touch thanks, thanks.
And that was episode 196. We are getting very close to episode 200. I have a special guest already picked out. You Patreon supporters are well aware. So excited to have um, someone that that might have or might not have uh, helped create this mess for me. Um, but I'm excited for it. And, and truly, it's been... There's been so many ups and downs, but I can't wait to have um, hit that 200 episode mark. It's just like a race, hitting that 200 mile mark. Um, can't wait for it. So big shout out to Tanry Outdoors. Check out their website. They support the community. Uh, a lot of really great runners. They support this podcast, so really appreciate it. And same with Exoskin. Uh, they're having a sale I don't even think my discount code will go deeper in terms of value as to what they have on their website right now. So they're giving um, their very high quality uh, ultra running gear away for a pretty reasonable price. So definitely check that out. And if anything, it lasts too long. That's the big issue with Exoskin that I've found. I haven't thrown anything away. It just lasts forever. Um, and then the John Wayne Cancer Foundation and their Grit series. Just huge shout out to them. They're they're putting on some really great races. Definitely destination locations, shorter distances. They don't go beyond ultras yet, um, but definitely check them out. They're doing great work. And shout out to you, Patreon supporters. Really appreciate it. And we'll have a longer episode. So you know, strap up, get ready. Like next episode's going to be longer. And uh, that's that's my game plan. I want to have shorter fun quicker episodes longer deep dive episodes most importantly i want to inspire you guys so just really appreciate you have a great week don't forget to enjoy your training